commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Greg Scumbag, and you're listening to Cornwell News. Your Holland News is providing in-depth coverage of all the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now, here's your segment rundown for June 28th, 2022. Kyber Comics Corner. Now, we have Stan Grant and Adam to go to the Comics Corner and review Crimson Rain by Charles Soule. All right, thank you very much, Grex. Welcome back, everybody, to Core World News. Good to be talking to you again. Um, before we hopped on in the old Crimson Rain, which is a great five-issue arc uh, written by Charles Sewell, um, I wanted to just see any other little pick-me-ups, any other comments about um, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, now that you've had a week to digest. any um, Anything Final else you wanted to talk to you about that? We after the show we talked about just the idea of Reva, you know, having such close contact with Luke, and the, a lightsaber basically being within his in his vicinity, and that that whole that conversation, which was great, which we should we should post as sort of like, you know, after show sort of a bonus cast, but um that was that was fun, and then yeah I don't know season two like it, it sounds like there's a lot of talk about a season two. Are we, do you guys have any thoughts about where this could go? I mean, I don't know. I, I think we talked a bit about it like last week. I just I just want kind of the, you know, to I think, you know, Ben, you talked about it just being a traveling swordsman yeah. series, right? That's what I want is get away from no more Vader. Vader was awesome. I love how they used it, but that story is done now. And just, you know, out there getting a call to go do something. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything more detailed than that. I mean, obviously, that's a pretty basic sort of wide yeah. cast of some like storyline, but. As far as like motivations, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't want to tie him up with Cal Kestis necessarily. Um, I'm trying to think about other entities that are out there that he could that he would interact with organically. Like, not really, you know, not Saw Gerrera's group. Like, probably, right. you know, hidden not, empires. Not rebels. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, actually, yeah. Can't really do Crimson Syndicates. Rain, which we're about to talk about. Um, because he would be too big a player in that. Um, yeah, there's also specifically something happens in the series that we're talking about that kind of pulls Obi-Wan Kenobi out from the, yeah, from play. Yeah, exactly. That we will get to you. Uh, what about something yeah. like motivations that Qui-Gon would give him something to do with the force? I think I read something online. Someone was like, oh, he, he's going to have his own sort of Mortis See, adventure, be... but he wasn't Mortis the first yeah. time too. So that could generate the most hype out of any Disney plus series. If it, if the force ghost of Qui-Gon is like, yeah, you failed. And yeah, there's been tragedy in your life, but you can always do good. And then he takes on this sort of like swashbuckling mm. Batman sort of like, you know, hero, Scarlet Pimpernel, of, you know, with alter ego, yeah. sort of a, a hero of this dark time, you know, like and run around saving people's lives. And yeah, like yes. freeing slaves. Right. And yeah, like, all yeah. Right. And loosening the Empire's grip on a few, exactly. like, planets or whatever. Yeah. But it's Qui-Gon being like, you can still do good. And then he's like, that generates the whole yeah motivation. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple options. Um, I, I think about that. They could, if they really wanted to do tone poemy, they could have they could have the whole, um, you know, Qui-Gon Force go saying, um, you will go to blank and train with blank. Right? Like, there could be another Force user out there. Um, that is not connected to the Jedi Order, right? If we're kind of 
doing this like reevaluation of the Jedi, there could be other Force users out there that Qui Gon wants to learn learn from, which is a bit of what we get in, um, uh, you know, old EU alert. Uh, um, Jason uh, Solo goes out like after the whole uh, Yuuzhan Vong war and basically just goes on a seven year walkabout. That's where he just learns from all the other force users in the galaxy that are not related to the Jedi order, which is fascinating. Um, So you could get a little bit of that. Um, Where is Ahsoka in the timeline right now? Is she, is she alive or is she, or is that weird time period where she's kind of not around having to come back? She's alive. This is still pre rebels. Right. She's just, she's doing the same thing pretty much. Yeah. So you could have an Ahsoka Obi-Wan adventure. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I could tolerate one episode of that, but like it's I don't yeah. know. Ahsoka is kind of her story, and I feel like she's been used a little too liberally. I would prefer Ahsoka. That, yeah, <laughs> I just pre- hearing you and say that would be incredible. Yeah, it'd be amazing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd love it, but I, I would also, love to use it as a vehicle to make the galaxy larger. Agreed. You know, we're, we're going to talk about Crimson Rain, but it's like there's not a lot of like force wielding factions outside of the Sith and the Jedi. And I would use him to sort of open that up a little bit, like maybe, you know, burgeoning force wielding civilizations or people that have had it before, you know, I don't know, something to like sort of introduce. That would be great. Sort of delving into the journey into the force, each episode, just exploring the force in a different way and his reconnection to it. And And then heroics just, you know, as will happen as a matter of course, as you yeah. I love that. And, you know, there's also the path out there that was introduced in this series where they're they're like relocating Jedi and Padawans and younglings. Right. But just like to where like 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 what is the organizing force? Don't you need a, a Jedi master or a major force user to help with these things? Right. Even if it's just minor training on how to hide yourself, you know, yeah. so you could have those interactions as well. I mean, yeah. I just think Yoda whenever you guys say that, though. So I would hope that there's one episode where he visits Yoda on Dagobah in the flesh and not as a force ghost, which could then mirror the moment where he sits on the log as a ghost. Like, yeah. that would be I, fun. Yeah, I have no problem with him visiting Yoda. After this season, I totally could see that happening and not yeah. breaking canon. Yeah. What about a continuation or a redesigning of the path with, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi as its sort of um, guide? And, you know, maybe it's like we need to not just get these force users to safety, but we should funnel them into towards yeah. other force users that are mm-hmm. using it like organically mm-hmm. in a different way, but like that match their personality. And so like he talks to Yoda about how what he thinks about it. And then he needs to go and find these civilizations. It's sort of like a an exchange pro- cultural exchange program that he needs to set up for force users, which yeah. sounds like when I say it like that, but. No, that sounds like the perfect story, honestly. Out of everything we've talked about, that is what I think the, the best story going forward would be, is just he gets back in touch with Roken, he helps them coordinate their efforts uh, and mm-hmm. get his force sensitive somewhere safe, and maybe he de- then has to go find these these far distant, these distant worlds at the fringes of the galaxy, these, you know, with a strange relationship to the force, like you're talking about the, the civilization there is just built differently. And then they protect force sensitives. And then, Hey, maybe the empire shows up and these are, there's so many force sensitives there. They can create like a bubble shield or something. They're like, leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Or just, just chew them up like a, you know, wood chip. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 There could be some, cool. I, ultimately my heart says 
it's perfect. Let's leave well enough alone. But yep. it, yeah. I'd still, if Ewan's down, it would be compelling media, and I'd love to see yeah. it. I wouldn't say no. I'm also equally happy if we never see another episode yeah. of Obi Wan. It just did such a perfect job of mere of, of merging or or I mean, we have bridging to go house three and four. Too. We have to sure. be the Herbert house. Yeah, sure. We're, yeah, when's yeah. That was the only like box that we didn't check. Ben I know. Like, about. I thought for sure like had an old canon checklist. Yeah, yeah. Of them, and they didn't hit Hermit House. I and... really thought. I really thought when he was packing up, we'd see him settling the new house, and that's when he would see Obi Wan, not just on the side of the road. Yeah, me too. But it's like, well, he has probably built that house or something. But I was yeah. like, okay, we're going through the canyon, and at the other side of the canyons, the Hermit Hut and the yeah. abandoned. You know, maybe it was an nice abandoned hut. That would actually be a fun ending. Is sort of like he starts building it with the materials that he buys and he does it all himself. Like, I don't know. That would be, that'd yeah. be touching. Cause it's like, he's now rebuilding his life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know me, I'm all for like, give me a silent episode, a single episode of him just yeah. building the house. <laughs> I know. We That's were like, like molding does clay. He just, can yeah. you sit in the cave for 40 minutes? And then at the last, you know, couple seconds we hear Qui-Gon just chime in and then yeah. that's, <laughs> roll credits. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, anyways, it was great. Um, another random thing I wanted to throw out to you, uh, Casual Jason reached out on um, Instagram and was just, he was wondering what would happen if Obi-Wan actually did kill Vader and how would that affect his relationship with uh, with Luke and Leia? Would they be able to now be sort of free to train and, um, you know, where he, he could more train the twins out in the open? Yeah. Like, huh. Figuratively, he does kill like their father but um so, like he takes just, out he's gone Vader and he's completely. totally he's dead it's dead a, where does anakin fall in this it's still the story still matters i think where did when does anakin in mustafar he basically kills yeah so him. i think no, no, i think, I think what, he meant in this in, in this the show. series what so if, in the second if, yeah oh um what if obi-wan had killed vader um in so i have thoughts about where that story would have went <laughs> just hearing it now uh, is that yes that means he can open them he can train them more out in the open uh, the issue is you then have you then have only one Sith, which means that Palpatine's now on the search for an apprentice. You now have two kids being trained somewhat out in the open that he might be but able also, to sense. Yeah. Also, Vader, as much as he, you know, if you look at the, the statistics, like it's, it was terrible to leave him alive. He's probably done so many immoral actions yeah. after that. That's just not it was not the you know righteous thing to do. But um, I think Vader's also responsible for a lot of the stumbles and, and failures of the Empire. Like a lot of like the fumbling by the Empire yeah. is because of Vader. Yeah, he's so, so emotional. So him alive, not, yeah. the Empire can fall. It's another weak point. It's mm. the sensitive yeah. master mm. who's at the top of the org chart that can yeah. fall. And you leave him there because then it's a weak point in the Empire, much yeah. like the uh, yeah. exhaust like, port on the desk. So if we if we kind of follow that the casual Jason nerds uh, suggestion or or question about kind of the affinities, I think I think the story becomes Luke versus Leia. It becomes instead of father versus son versus father, it becomes brother versus sister. One of them falls. One of them becomes the new becomes one of the empire the the other Sith Lord. And then my fear is exactly what Grant's saying is that imagine if it was Leia that fell, right? Mm -hmm. And you have Leia now. Dark side helping Palpatine run the Empire. That's scary, right? Ooh, that's yeah. so yeah. much scarier than Vader. Like that's a really successful, yeah, really brutal Empire. 
Yeah, yeah, Laura, the law that of conservation of force energy too, which I don't really think is real, even though Freddie Prince Jr. had me convinced it was for a long time. He made a really good argument. But yeah, he made a good argument. Um, yeah. You know, would say then, yeah, you know, the, the someone would fall to the dark. You know, the well, dark yeah. Would, so, like, how so. I think that could that could play out organically is Obi would eventually want to uh, attempt to to take out the Emperor, right, with Luke, right? They would mm -hmm. try to at some point. Because he, they'd train him up, and then he would go with him, and like you know, and then if Obi fell, and maybe Leia's there too, training as a Jedi, if Obi Wan fell, then one of them could fall after that, just having yeah. his death. I think that makes a lot of sense. And then that's a really kind of dramatic yeah. story at that point. And then you and you have the Emperor able to turn the screw of, mm -hmm. yeah. um, Obi Wan trained you. Obi Wan didn't tell you about your father. He killed your father, yes. right? So yeah, it's almost yeah, that. Yeah, it's almost the Empire. Uh, it's the, it's yeah. the end of Empire. Except now you have. Yeah, Palpatine revealing to Luke that Obi Wan <laughs> killed his father. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it would just play out differently and be super fun. Yeah, uh, be a great Infinity's tale. It'd be yeah. super cool. Yeah. All right, good story, guys. That's a great take. I'm glad I asked you all that. Um, all right, well, uh, let's get into Crimson Rain. All right, we're going to talk about uh, Crimson Rain 1 through 5 today, brought to you by Sewell Cummings, Olzaba, Guru, EFX, Lanham, U, and Go. Yeah, would you all, like, we can, we can, we'll break these down issue by issue. It's a, it's a little more of a, a vignette type of story, but um, just overall thoughts. What do you think of the series so far? My favorite kind of stories are vignette stories. For the yes. Yeah. yeah. Great, really works it's great, well. It's a great Star series. Wars. This is a this has a lot of really fun sort of dramatic scenes. Yeah, uh, and plays with all the really you know the great characters. And uh, Kira yeah. obviously is the lead in this series, and she's so cool. She's a great counterpart to Palpatine, which is yeah. I wasn't, I didn't expect that after Solo, and now I'm like, this makes perfect sense. She's so calculating. She took out Dryden Voss. She's likely going to confront Maul in whatever, you know, untold story that is. And she takes over Crimson Dawn, which is yeah. a huge feat. And then she's even labeled the Scarlet Queen, I think, in one of the issues. I think it's titled that. Yeah, the last issue. yeah, the, yeah the last it's one. such yeah. a fitting yeah. title. Like, what a cool character at this point. And, um, yeah, just love all the development with uh, Kira. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, think, yeah. you know, the other thing that's important to mention is that this is kind of the second part of a trilogy, right? We, we started mm -hmm. with War of the Bounty Hunters. This is Crimson Rain, and then the third and final part is Crimson Dawn, which I think, or not Crimson, Hidden, or, uh, Empire. Hidden, em Hidden, Hidden Empire. Empire, I think is coming in the fall. But um, yeah, Ben, your thoughts? Well, I just wanted to sort of sum it up a little bit. Uh, um, I yeah. think it is fantastic. It makes a lot of sense that because of how overpowered um, Crimson Dawn has looked in comparison to all the other um, entities we saw during the War of the Bounty Hunters, which is really the War of the Syndicates which is ongoing through this sort of parallel to all this, like, and so it makes sense that like her opposite number would be the emperor, not like not Prince Caesar or whatever, or right. Job of the Hut. It's she's playing a much larger game and it's her game is now revealed to us what yeah. she's been doing since she joined Crimson Dawn up until this point. And so we see her join Crimson Dawn in solo, the solo standalone movie. Um, and so this is sort of, she's been working for what? 10 years no 20 years at this point uh no uh no because uh solo was 10 years five, before a new hope five so years. oh no no uh, no like so like 13 
13 years 13. since. So. Yeah. And then this is, but this is after uh, um, Empire Strikes Back. So, okay. yeah. So, yeah, 13, so, yeah, 13 15. Yeah, okay. something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I know, I know that, um, that, um, John Kasdan had talked about, I think it was like that 52 or 42 facts about solo that he re released way back yeah. when, yeah. I think he talked about syndicate wars, right. Being kind yeah. of probably the next step. If there was going to be a solo too, it would have dealt with this. So yeah, I don't know how much they took from the Kasdans in this and how much Sewell just did on his own, but it's uh, interesting to think Wonder of this as like characters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I just mean in terms of like yeah. story plotting, I mean, is this, is yeah. this what we would have seen in solo too, or do they just kind of completely rewrite the book with this? Who knows? Well, I think what we might have got, and we'll get into the actual plot of this. We know pretty much Crimson Dawn is essentially a spy network. If yeah. That's their real strength. And assassins um, is, is mm -hmm. sort of what they excel at. But they're an information broker, spy network, and assassin-like organization. But it's um, a massive, but, massive organization. Mass, yeah, beyond yeah. scale. They, they sort of, they gave it some scope in this story where they're just like, okay, she's utilizing these parts. Um, and we'll get into those in a little bit. But... I think, you know, the story that I would have wanted to see in the solo verse would have been the tutelage of Kira by Maul. Yeah. And Maul's relationship yeah. with Kira, because it was like when the solo ended, it was like, oh, gosh, now she has to deal with this monster. Uh, but like, in fact, he, she mentions in the story he was a mentor of sorts. And, mm -hmm. uh, and ultimately their their purpose aligned and she took up his mantle once Maul died or gave it up or did whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it's a really cool story. We uh, of in that that purpose was to destroy the Sith. And we get little uh, smidgens of it in um, season seven of the Clone Wars. Um, mm -hmm. with, when Ahsoka interacts with Maul, Maul reveals that purpose as well. So this echoes that. Yeah. Um, those stories. Um, I, so yeah. that's why I think this is an important story. And it's really it's really fun because they're they're bridging three eras. And it's it's pretty. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, they actually sort of, I think, uh, elevate the mall appearance in Solo if the single comp where I not, uh, yeah. I guess, I guess issue five, the, like, the, the last comic of the series of the story of the arc, uh, they basically have a moment with Vader and Palpatine talking about mm. Kira using Tereskasi and how it's mm -hmm. connected to Maul, but bringing it to the, the legacy characters like like Vader and Palpatine having them discuss that. And I was like, yeah. Wow, now this makes sense. Now this is super compelling for other characters. And now other characters know about this. And I was like, this is fun. I like yeah. how it's, that information spreads throughout the the, the galaxy itself. And seeing yeah. that. that yeah. Was... It's super powerful when Vader says Maul. Maul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Maul. Whatever like... he acknowledges. And like, it's so great too to hear like Tyrannus was also mentioned, right? Because yep. I'm trying to figure right. out was it because oh. it had to either be trans or Maul. Yeah. And then the other we're thing I like about this. End, yeah, no, that's all right. Well, we're gonna go all around. Yeah. Um, I like this brought back a lot of the politics as well, right? Like the whole first issue is yeah. a lot of Kira explaining her motivation, and it has this graph of like explaining power should ebb and flow throughout the universe over time, mm -hmm. right? And then that yeah. like the Sith have disrupted that, and that's why the Sith need to end, not because of like not because she believes in the light side at all, or even the Force really, but basically it's just it's 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 creating unbalance in the galaxy in terms of power. It's just fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so much fun. Just yeah, th the whole idea of her going to kill the emperor, making it her mission to take out the emperor is so cool. I haven't been this excited since I think the Afra issue where 
Africa gets mm. like that ancient weapon to hunt this assassin. Uh, lightsaber gun. Which yeah. I was like, this is this is the one-off movie I think we can make that could be a great, a real great ride. You know, yeah. it's like this team is like, we're gonna take out the Emperor. He's gotta go. Yeah. So real quick, I just want to run through the the sort of levers of power that she uses during this this thing. Uh, firstly, she has the Knights of Ren, early mm -hmm. formation mm -hmm. of Knights of Ren, and they're a little steel yeah. ragtag. Um, there's a group called the Orphans, which is a female group of all orphans and a female droid um, that are super powerful and and stealthy. They're sort of Ocean's Eleven-y um, and great. She has not one but two assassins now. One is Ochi of Bastoon, and we get a little behind the scenes on Death Stick, which is fantastic. Um, and then she's got her cadre of power, um, yeah. which are like her um, main people that are giving her the knowledge, right? That are leading with her. And one is um, Margo. Yeah, Margo. Yep, okay. Margo. Margo. That, and, that might uh, that might uh, trump uh, Tobias Beckett. Tobias Beckett. Was it yeah. Margo who tried to take out Kira like three times? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, oh no, she tried to kill me three times. At the top of Crimson Dawn, it's it's a lot like the Sith. Get used to it. It yeah. is. It's very Sith like. Yeah. It's tough. And so. and Trinia, which are like they they operate as her right and left hand and and deliver messages on her thing. And then uh, there's the archivist, which mm -hmm. yes, we'll just talk about. Yeah, her. exactly. Like, she's yeah. her own category, really. Gets her own issue too that we'll talk about. So she cool. is yeah, yeah the best yeah. Um, yeah, and so yeah, if you haven't seen the archivist, she looks dark side. Um, she is force related, and she's an, another information gatherer of sorts. But uh, she looks super cool. The art on all these characters is super cool, um, and it's it's a really powerful thing. And they all uh, have a different point in her plan to do stuff. Does she so. go to Dagobah at some point in her issue? Uh, sure does. Yeah, yeah. She. I, I read that issue uh, a few weeks back. I believe she goes to Dagobah and like in search of Yoda, but like never finds him or something and then leaves. Is that what happens? Um, let's talk almost, about him out of order. I don't even care. Yeah, it doesn't it's, really matter. There is a gentle overarching plot, but it's really just it's yeah. really just like you said, it's really just Kira putting all of these things out into the out into the galaxy, pulling levers, just trying to get everything yeah. set up correctly. Right. So and I think she's trying what, she wants the emperor to know that she is coming for the Sith. Like she wants. To yeah, know the Sith. I think. Yeah, and I think she talks about that in issue five. It's kind of like it's inevitable that we're going to be found out. So so we have to kind of work under that assumption and just know it's going to happen. But it's for the archivist. Basically, her her reason for that is that she wants a force user on her side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so her thought is she knows that Yoda's probably alive because this, again, really great reasoning is that the Empire basically destroyed all these lightsabers and basically a, a lightsaber burning in the middle of the empire in the Imperial, Imperial square somewhere. Grievous is rolling over in his grave. I know. Right. <laughs> and they, they did it to, to Yoda's lightsaber, but they never made an announcement that Yoda was dead. And that's because they were afraid that that Kira put together that, that probably means they were afraid they would say that. And then Yoda would show up at some point and, and make them look bad. Yeah, I wanted to add um, the, yeah. the the very delicate verbiage they use there was one of Yoda's lightsabers. One of, yes. Because yeah, we know good. we see it after Return of the Jedi in, in The Mandalorian. So um, we, we find it. Uh, Luke finds another. Oh, one. right. Yes. Remember? Oh, yes. I totally. Okay. Yeah, yeah, one of. Go watch this. It's the single greatest moment in Star Wars history. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, wait, wait is the Mandalorian? The path of the lightsaber or the path of the Mando? And he's given the two options. Is that what we're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Also, oh, 
Just, just lose I the watch ball you... and join your mother. Oh yes. my goodness! <laughs> I totally forgot that moment existed. Maybe because I just wept uncontrollably. I, I, when it I just want to reiterate that that was not the Mandalorian. That was the Book of Boba Fett. For some oh. reason. Book of Boba Fett. Right. Uh, yeah, I think we all, anyway. have, as fans, decided that those two episodes belong in Our, the Mandalorian. They're Mandalorian season two point five. Yep, like those two episodes. <laughs> my head canon is that the, the best Mandalorian episodes are in the Book of Boba Fett, and the best uh, yes. Boba Fett episodes are in the Mandalorian. <laughs> and yeah, so there's I, actually. I, a Really good take. I agree with that. I like, <laughs> like that take. I agree a lot. with that take. The boba displayed in that show was menacing, and yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, you know, shaking my boots when he was taking out the stormtroopers. Yeah, just yeah. thrashing. Yeah, agreed. Um, so yeah, so sends the archivist basically to do research, which is her her superpower. Basically, she has this whole yeah. she has yeah. this whole thing. She's like, I have I have a skill on my side that no one else has research <laughs> right <laughs> isn't she ancient too hasn't she been living for a really long time not that old she was it's i think it's more that she talks about being corrupted by being surrounded by dark side oh that's right okay uh yeah. artifacts i love this because it's going to be an attempt to overthrow the emperor but it's by this organ this this criminal syndicate that basically got this this dark heart at the center of it where it's yeah. there's darkness coming to attack darkness it's fire with fire and i don't know how that's going to end yeah. On it. It's going to be rough. Well, we know they can't succeed. Yeah. No, is- we know that. And we were told that. <laughs> yeah. This is actually the narrator of the whole series. And she's recording this at some time in the future. Right? But what Sometime, I love about what Sewell does yeah. is he, he yeah. injects this wonderful tension where Kira has this moment where she has to speak before her, her whole syndicate. And she's like, the emperor's learned about this sooner than I thought. Like we have to move like ahead swiftly and like, like it's, it's, it's not going to go well for us. Cause like now the, the, the word is out there in the galaxy that they're wanted and uh, it's going to be tough for Kira. Yeah. 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 I, um, I love that the, it's the archivist that tells a story cause she sort of gives that sort of lore, like, you know, grounded mm-hmm. in the force sort of, mysticism aspect of this whole story which is always something that I, that I love to um to read about here uh, in an, in any Star Wars story but she has an interesting like political sort of angle too is that she was mm-hmm. just she was a scholar she studied the force light and dark and then order 66 and the rising they like canceled everything about the force it's just like it's not just like the force doesn't exist. It's they killed everyone that like would die for to keep the force alive and the hope alive. And then they just like threatened everyone else who knew anything about the force until they died. So that in fact, the like in a generation, they said like the force was gone. And so she was just there, you know, being like, wow, like it's, it's like, you know, it's destroying a culture's history to destroy. Who I mean, are. to be and fair. Though, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, though, they didn't destroy like Jedha, like the holy city of Jedha, until like right before A New Hope. So yeah. like, yeah. well, they will still pilfer- worship the Force openly. I think in the galaxy, in certain spots, the uh, Guardians of the Wills were dispersed. Almost like you know, yeah. they killed a lot of the Guardians of the Wills. They were hangers on, but they were you know, Chiridimwe and Baze Maldus were. Just sort of were were vagabonds, but they were like the last two mm-hmm. guardians left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, and they were pilfering that Jedha like a 
strip mining. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, they were strip mining Jeddah at that point. Yeah. I don't know. It's whatever. She said it. It's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. And then, you know, Kira comes to give her new life. And it's just like, I'll let you strike back at them for for what they've taken from you and then let you live the rest of your life. Um, but yeah, so she goes to uh so she she does track down um Yoda on Dagobah, figures out it's it's Dagobah, gets captured by some weird swamp beast that throws mm-hmm. her into that um the cave the yeah. like luke's cave the darkness cave that we actually there's an amazing story about in um from a certain point of view empire strikes back where we get its point of view the cave's point of view um and i, I right. guess they there's a lot left to your imagination but my take on this is that Yoda and this dark entity have sort of learned to sort of come to terms with each other and have sort of figured each other out where they sort of feed each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that he used that cave to set her straight on her mission and her path in yeah. life. Yeah. Uh, yeah and she took because, the, Cause he has the last laugh. Of course he's like watching yeah. over her at the end or something. Or he's yeah. Like, yeah. But she yeah. comes out like, it's it's similar to uh, Riva in in Obi Wan, right? Like like the archivist knows that Yoda's on Dagobah, yeah. Like she just knows it, but makes a decision to keep that secret. Yeah, and I hope we learn about more of what she learns in that cave. I don't know if yeah. there's room for it, but her hair goes white. It yes. was purple, and she comes out. Her hair is white, and she's like a different person. Yeah, mentoring that cave. So um, she could have, you know, she's a person that knows a lot about the Force and has a like all knowing Force deity spirit like the, to commune with in that cave so um yeah. pretty pretty cool stuff but ultimately she ends up like you know what i'm I'm gonna leave leota right where he is and then tell kira that he's dead and yeah in a way that's her taking her power back like i don't have to do yeah. much, you know that also leads into i mean we're doing them out of order but that was issue three this leads right into issue four because kira then says all right well we still need a force users let's just settle for the knights of red yeah. Right. And the archivist finds the Knights of Ren for mm. Kira, the for Kira. That's right. That's yeah. right. The other thing to note that a lot of the power that Kira has is that she is one of the few people that knows that Palpatine is a Dark Lord of the Sith. Yeah. Right. She uses that information to recruit a lot of these people, including the archivist. Right. The archivist. Yeah. She tells the archivist, like, yeah, yeah. By the way, the, the the whole thing is being ruled by a Sith Lord, and the archivist is very similar. It's like, how could I have ever missed that with all of my <laughs> studies? It's like, don't worry yeah. about it. The whole Jedi Order. Makes exactly. It. Yeah, you're not alone. Um, yeah, right. A lot of Ochi in these this series, which I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Ochi got weirder. Did he get blinded in the last story that we saw, or was he always blind? It's unclear when that happened because the archivist is telling that story in issue one. It's like, there's this weird, like, I feel like sometimes you get like preview issues, like preview issue one feels like a preview issue where like the archivist is introducing all these elements and she kind of talks about Ochi and we see him getting blinded. Right. But I don't know if that happens pre or poster. He's like like crazy now. Yeah. He has that neural wear on the back of his head. The sort of, yeah. Right. Which allows him to see. see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think what happened though at the I'm I'm sorry I wish I had this information about like what happened to him at the end cuz he's weird now. He's like gone he's a little nutty. Yeah. And he's like he's mumbling about how I've seen the light or since I've seen the light. 
Um, and I'm trying to remember what that light is. I is that not the red kyber on Exegol or something? Is that, uh, that, that I think you're it. right because it, it, it does reference. Too. Vader is now like an alien. He just feels so strange now. Vader feels yeah. even more removed from Anakin than ever before after seeing the, the red kyber. He's a little bit more. Yeah, I think you're right, up. Grant, because he talks about like Ochi talks about Exegol and, and after <laughs> everything that happened in Exegol. Yeah. And he's like, I have to get, I've been shut off from Exegol. I want to get back. It's like, yeah. Worship the light of that massive red kyber crystal. Yeah. Um, he's wild. Um, we also get a, a death stick it story in there as well. She, um, it turns out, spoilers, everyone, is one of the last remaining Night Sisters. Um, yeah. From the, the witches of Dathomir. She is a witch, a former witch of Dathomir. And, There's like uh, a flashback of Grievous, like just taking yeah. out all the witches mm -hmm. in Dathomir, and she's like, "I'm one of the last survivors." It's yeah, that was that was crazy to see that panel because I I, I would want to see you know Grievous's sort of impact on like the battlefield, the galactic sort of battlefield at that point. Like, what planets did he take part in? What like what did he do? Yeah. Like, what was when was he commanding forces and on what worlds and for what reason? Like, yeah, there's not enough Grievous really because. If he was a general during the Clone Wars, I mean, which lasted what three, three years? Three years, yeah. But he yeah. had to rise to general, so like he must have been like, like I would love that yeah. story of him being like yeah, an up and coming force. I mean, force. We, yeah, <laughs> it's Frankenstein. It's I mean, it's, it's we, basically Vader. We don't need another Frankenstein story, but yeah, yeah. we had it in the old EU. There was the but it's self imposed book. with him. I think that's yeah. that body horror of him like modifying his own yeah. body. Yeah, yep, is so kind of. Gross yeah. and he takes awesome. it really far too. He's just organs, basically. I mean, he's just a set of a lungs and mm -hmm. brain stem and <laughs> brain, like literally. It's yeah. it's, it's grotesque and frightening. It's it is body horror, it's like terrifying. you said. Yeah, and he did it to himself, and it's like you yeah. see in like his layer in some of the early Clone Wars episodes, like mm -hmm. his plans and his like the evolution of his suit and his body and like how he did it. And um, I kind of want that story along with him just like wrecking fools on different planets. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's no way to make him a hero like, but, uh, no. but, I, mean, but I would love to get it at, at an inside. Look I mean, the Inquisitor Saber is basically like residual grievous energy it it's feels like, like it right like it was like very spinny, grievous inspired like spinny saber forever yeah after yeah. grievous because he yeah maybe he had the designs in his cave mm, that would make sense <laughs> um yeah i mean they, they did have the grievous book in old eu but i don't remember it yeah i never yeah. read that well uh, maybe did i read it no i don't think i did i, I did but I it's way back in my eu yeah there's a, a few dark horse comics yeah. i have that i are grievous's stories yeah. specifically um yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the first one's really about the orphans and the, actually the the first. So the first episode sort of sets the plot for all of these people, which we pretty much talked about. And yeah. then the second one, I think, is about the assassins. Yeah. And um, well, yeah. And the first one, the other thing that happens in it, because it is it's like half setting the stage and half the orphan story. And they're quick, yeah. quick. Their story is that they're basically out there telling all the crime syndicates the same information, which is the huts are no longer in the favor of the empire. You need to go out there and show that you have the power and Emperor Palpatine will, yeah. will use you. And so basically the orphans just start the war of the syndicates, right? Just basically yeah. everyone just, and they, they're going out assassinating people within these different organizations and not leaving any trace of so the, they all think the other syndicate did it. Yeah. So basically they're just sewing she's chaos. A, she's a lot, Kira is a lot like Palpatine. In yeah in terms of like orchestrating the sort of systems of power 
in the underworld of the galaxy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's very Using much the syndicates Palpatine and of things the like that. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's just the perfect sort of foil for Palpatine. Um, yeah, because she, the orphans, if I'm not mistaken, they're the ones. The uh, is that Cadelia and the uh, the other one? That's the uh, they're basically the heirs to the clans, the syndicates, right? Uh, Cadelia is not one of them. They're no. different. They're different orphans, but Cadelia comes into play. She is Deathstick's target. Yeah, and and ultimately, was, yeah, yeah, she was. She was. Yeah, stolen by Deathstick. We get a, a a brief background of the orphans, which basically like what their leader was their her leader's parents were killed by Vader. Vader made her swear that she didn't see anything and it wasn't actually nothing actually happened, and she kind of kept that. I have a feeling they're referencing An a, a, a run on Vader, but yeah. I just could not pull it. And and Wikipedia is not not being is not cooperating right now yeah but then and then it, it's, it's probably vader meow, it's, meow, 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 meow. exactly it's definitely one of the it's probably the vader that sewell wrote on would be yeah. my guess the arc that sewell wrote on um because yeah. he is self-referential in these things like he loves <laughs> to set things way. up no no absolutely <laughs> like he likes it i just it's hilarious because he likes to set something up that he wrote in like yeah because he's also written on everything right like he's written on star wars the main run he's written on on vader he's written high republic he's written on this he's written on um some of the other miniseries. So he has a lot that he can like set up and other things and pull together. Yeah. Um, and then I think the rest of the orphans are just, they don't really get much of a backstory from them. They're just, right. they're orphans yeah. that have been basically from the empire base or, you know, orphans because of the empire. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, you're right. So they all get sort of set into motion. Um, yeah. Episode two, they, uh, they do the Ochi of Bastoon. Actually, he has a cool story. Yeah where he he gets one of those droids from attack of the clones mm -hmm. um, yes. ones, the like assassin droids from that like shoots the, worms the hunter into, seekers yes yeah, the hunter seeker into droids um and ah, i love attack of the clones <laughs> right i love attack of clones um Wait, and no, that's story... been a menace you guys oh no, the, oh, no you're right no, no, it's the opening attack scene of attack of the clones it's, it's that yeah. no it's that one yeah yeah, yeah right. that puts the killer well, worms. That puts the, the centipede in there yeah yeah right. exactly yeah. centipede into uh yeah padme's bedroom when you have that uh, weird sense of competition between Anakin and Luke of like, I sense it. I sense it too. Yeah. Anakin, <laughs> Anakin and Obi-Wan. Obi. Yeah, yeah. 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 That wild thing. So that's the thing that flies up. Oh, and it's also the thing that Obi-Wan hangs on and flies across Coruscant as it's getting away. Yeah. After just jumping through a window. It's great. It's good yeah. stuff. It's amazing. Um, but so he uses it to kill all of the Imperial Guard, a retinue yeah. of 10 Imperial Guard that was yeah. there from him. So that they would die right in front of him as as he was walking down the procession. Yeah. First of all, Imperial Guard are my favorite. It's amazing. It was great to see behind the scenes of them where it's they're just cool. wearing yeah, like officer uniforms underneath mm -hmm. their robes. All having breakfast together. Yeah. Yeah. Just Except having one breakfast. Dude. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, they put on the sick robes and go and do their thing. Um, that was a great behind the scenes. And then yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They're my favorite. That's great. Yeah, and then Death Stick, as you mentioned, is just going to grab Cadelia. Um, yep. who is from the Bounty Hunter series, if you remember. She is the heir of both the Mourner's Whale and... Unbroken Clan. Unbroken Clan. There we go. Um, <laughs> she's basically, if Romeo and Juliet had a kid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and we get some some death stick background. She has, yeah. you know, I said she's a night sister, but she has no lower jaw. Yeah, uh, which yeah. is like, almost like, it almost reminded me of like sort of a cyberpunk sort of like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, sort of like a, a samurai uh, yes. faceplate 
sort of jaw. Sure. Like it looked awesome. I yeah. was like, this also, character has legs. If they well, ever yeah. reintroduced Jaws into the into the <laughs> James Bond universe, that's like hundred percent what they're gonna do with that character. Right. Yeah, make it a woman. Yeah. Um I do think yeah. Ochi and Desik, they do get that the panel that's sort of the vertical panel, both of them. Uh, their sort of backstory or their sort of process panel where it's like it's them both like sitting having a campfire moment and uh, yeah. I love that page like mm -hmm. that page to me is gorgeous and I love just going to those two assassins the lives of the those two assassins and uh, yeah. yeah yeah Shadow of the Sith just came out today so I'm excited to read that you get um, some more Ochi some Ochi action yeah some some late Ochi action late Ochi action yeah maybe his latest yeah, that's we'll true. See. Yeah, good point. The last bit of OG action before we get him is just a skeleton, just yeah. a corpse. Um, yeah, in Rise of Skywalker. So, um, yeah, so that's great. Cadelia, but of course, I, I thought uh, Destic was sent to kill Cadelia, and I'm like, let's yep. see how this goes. Uh, it would be a pretty unceremonious end for um, the whole yeah. run of the, the whole. She's the whole motivation for the uh, yeah. Bounty Hunters series. Right. Um, but then, uh, no, of course, you know, Kira just keeps her as a as probably a mentee, you know? Yeah, like, that's kind of revealed in the last issue, right? Because she gets taken in issue two. And the very end of the issue, it's basically like Kira saying there's no need to be afraid or something like that. We're going to be story great is friends. Fascinating. That yeah. story is such yeah. a fascinating, fertile ground for any kind of Star Wars story because it's like it's almost as if Vader stole Luke or like found him and was like taking him and teaching I, him the dark side and giving him the Empire and all this kind of stuff. And I think Vader would go after the Emperor sooner if he had you know grabbed Luke up and found an heir. Apparently, oh sure, yeah, and, yeah. You know, he would have been like, oh, oh no, right. I'm going to take out the Emperor because now it is my Empire and I have someone to give it to, 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 you know. And so this story of her just kind of stealing Cadelia to them at the end, I think issue five, um, the one I read most recently. She's like, you know, you're the heir to both these these yeah. clans. Like, you are the the seat of power in the underworld of the galaxy. Like, you, yeah. it's your it's your throne. And I'm excited to see where that goes because Cadelia could be a huge character after this hidden yes. empire. Uh, I think they are setting that up. This is, I mean, that's what Star Wars is doing now, right? It's multiple timelines that we're trying to connect them all. And mm -hmm. I would not be surprised if we see Cadelia's character start showing up in you know post you know i, I mean in the, in the sequel era right we Cadillia don't know a lot a about earthly, though is that an actual that's that's a name like that's a common name i feel like well it's like cordelia is a common name cordelia yeah, maybe Cadillia. it sounds yeah. i mean it sounds like a name if that makes sense like it doesn't sound super spacey right. like it seems like you could just meet someone named cordelia and just be like okay cool cordelia yeah. um but yeah i feel like they're doing that i mean that just skip ahead to kind of end of her story in issue 5 it's exactly that grant like just her like Kira explaining Cadelia's position and power but also saying like I didn't have this like I also came up like you I was born into this life but I didn't have someone showing me the ropes I'm going to show you the ropes basically yeah. which is pretty cool yeah um yeah so that was two three is the vignette about um about the archivist and then, it, it, but and it's really a flashback, and then it carries into four, which is you know she recruits Knights of Ren, and four is about the Knights of Ren infiltrating oh. Castle Vader. Yeah, yeah. But, but quickly in three, this is the wildest talk, one. We talked about the archivist going to Dagobah, but quickly in three, Kira yeah. gets like a, a fit, like a, a certain outfit in that <laughs> issue. That like <laughs> I hope they make a toy of that 
that fit because is that her red outfit because it's, it's like it's early Kira. most drip i've ever seen for Kira. It's like crimson corsair sort of yeah <laughs> yeah. It, yeah yeah it's next level just quick mention on that let's go to uh uh issue four when nights are ren the yeah knights. yeah i mean this is the most knights of ren we've gotten really <laughs> like we get we get knights of ren in that in the kylo ren comic but yeah. but it's mostly just ren Ren is the only one talking for the most part, as I remember. Like, we get other Knights of Ren, and it's we more, get, like... It's mostly just Ren condescending to Kylo the entire exactly. time. Yeah. And I'm like, this is just someone who's an equal or, you know, has far more power than the Knights of Ren, and just being like, hey, yeah. I have this plan. Like, you know, I need... You guys could do it for me. You know, there'd be... Here's the payout. Da-da-da. Right. You know, I'll... And then they do... They, they basically go on this mission for Kira, which is... So cool. Yeah. And seeing them meet someone like that is more interesting than the whole Kylo, you know. Job. I agree. I and I think Sewell wrote that wrote that series. Maybe I can't remember. I have to double check. Well, you but have to lay the groundwork for the Knights of Ren, and I think yep. that's what the Kylo Ren story did. It uh it sort of it it sort of like showed you who they were, gave you a foundation, totally. you their their structure a little bit. And then now in this issue, it's more of like their style, their attitude, you know, like their personalities. Just, we actually yeah, their personalities. personalities for some I was like, that. oh, this is so yeah. cool. I was like, you knew there was going to be some favorite. fodder. What's wrong was, with the stealing yeah. and killing? Like, we like that. The shit. fodder like, <laughs> is, is bummed me out because yeah. we got my like favorite character. Just she like the 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 Twi'lek, the Twi'lek. Right. Night, yeah. Night of, She's great. Yeah. Basra? Is that Basra? Basra. I think Basra. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Well done. And I think yeah. all we don't ever see what she's saying, but all we know is it's always swears. Like, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's R2. It's, it's great. It's just R2. Every time. <laughs> um, perfect sense. Perfect yeah. sense. You knew there were a bunch of red shirts, though, because I was like, no, I've read the Kylo uh, comic, and a lot of you aren't there. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, they're going to be going down. But um, like, what? Totally. And, and they totally. kept doing dangerous missions, too. So it was like, okay, now we're just going to send you right into the... Uh, well, the first place where... So they went two places. They went to go capture a key... And then they had, oh no, they went to Vader's to, uh, to get the key, and then they were sent to some other place to use the key. Yeah, because uh, this story continues in the into not episode to go get issue the five, right? They had to go get the key in a cavern somewhere on some strange world where, like, in so trying to get the key, they basically were attacked by these large sort of. Um, I don't know, stone rock people. Well, yeah, so that's where she took the key. That's where she needed to use the key. Right. But but Vader had it in his vault, so they needed to get into Vader's vault. Oh, that's right. They first had to infiltrate um, Vader's Vader's castle. castle. Yes. Um, And I'm pretty sure there's... So there's a Mommin reference there? There was a... (laughs) There was a head in the helmet on the ground. I guess severed head, yeah. I guess there's like hair yeah. spilling out it's, of it. I think. This is, a, this and is the another reference. Yeah. And, and she just like bizarre or whatever, just like started shooting it and destroyed. Yeah. It. It's another reference to a Sewell Vader comic. And I can't remember the plot line, but I do remember someone puts on the mom and helmet and gets possessed. Right. And I think Vader decapitates him. So I, I did think he love just, the line. Everything is he just left the helmet with the head there. Like, just, yeah. like, just like it's fine. It'll, it'll stay there. Yeah. yeah. There's a line from Ren that's just so great that I feel like it's in the audience mind whenever you're watching like a horror film or something like that, where it's just like, you know, don't worry about the dead things. We should focus more on whatever's living in here. Yeah. You know, I got the line. Let me read the exact yeah, line. What's the line? I, what's the line is- I, I read this in public and I chuckled out loud. I read it. <laughs> it's a Sith castle, Basra. There's going to be dead things around. 
And it says, worry about the stuff that's still alive. And I love that there's, there's going to be dead things around. I mean, that's every horror movie. Whenever, like, yeah. the characters are in a catacomb or something like that, okay, like, yeah, ah. the bones are going to fall on you. But guess what? Whatever's living down here, way worse, much worse. guys. Way much, worse. much worse. Yeah. <laughs> but um, then speaking of the living, or yeah. I guess, yeah, the walking dead, uh, Vani <laughs> appears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Van- yeah, Vinay. Vinay? Vinay? I think it's Vinay. Yeah, it's Vinay. Yeah. Oh yeah, Which, he just skulks around like whatever, and his like blast shield. Vanay has shield. a bubble shield. I also uh, love that Vanay's <laughs> biggest character arcs are in the IDW Tales from Vader's Castle and the the Lego Star Wars Halloween special. Yeah, yeah. and I, I just love that this Vinay. character also Huge is this real. Yeah, it just shows up in here. It just so it just cracks me up because I just think of him. Um. Yeah, I just the other thing I like that they did with the with the with the Rhett, with the Knights of Ren in this is kind of suggests that their connection to the force is not all that strong. Right. Like for them to move the the um lava, they would all of them working together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then and they're really not a match for Vader. How about we'll that, about that one night of Ren spitting in the back to thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, that yeah. scene was straight out of a Star Wars movie. I was like, this is perfect. Like, Sewell should yeah. really just get on that next uh, sort of screenplay or just in the story group to then be like, yeah, let's do something really fun in here that's like comical. And then, then you know, that character, there's a payoff with that too. Or like, that is the yeah. one character that, if you look at the very end, like that gets his comeuppance. Yes. Well, Vader actually kills that one for yeah. right <laughs> off, just like breaks him. Yeah, one yeah, died. Like, it, it turns out it's the one that spits into the back to juice. Yeah. Yeah. Just like and kills him horribly. <laughs> yeah, like, crushes him. What I've always thought I wanted, like, I not wanted Stranger to see Things. What I thought they would be natural. Yeah, it was like the natural sort of development of what you'd see a force choke, basically, where it's like it, the it limbs them. sort of contort and compress inwards, yeah. and like the whole body is just crushes them like a beer can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, that's kind of where Vader's going, right? That's ultimate mm-hmm. rage. Yeah, because right, Vader's probably more powerful in his castle than anywhere else. Like and they're saying, like, oh my gosh, like I feel so much more powerful. This next is fresh off gazing into the red crystal on Exegol, now yep. in his castle, like in yeah. his element. After also tapping into pure it, anger. I'm sure or he fought Kira and <laughs> yeah. to a draw, though, and that's making him yeah. very angry, I think, right now. Well, also just yeah. seeing people in his house. Like, do you want to be the person yeah. who gets caught inside Vader's house who's not yeah. expected? Like that's like that's rage right there. Like yeah, he's yeah. just angry and just crushes you like a beer can. Um Yeah, that guy dies. Pretty pretty oh, yeah. hardcore. It's pretty metal. Yeah. Um but they did get out with the key uh the somehow screaming. after they fought off a bunch of purge troopers and stuff too. Yeah. Lava troopers. Yeah. There was like uh, no sweat to them either. They were, like took them out and they like dispersed and they were like, I'm, why are they all gone? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm guessing they're oh. just lava troopers, right? They're You're not like, they oh, yeah, they're, probably they're, lava so they're troopers. Just, they're just yeah. normal stormtroopers and oh there's a lava troopers? I would assume because so, the death yeah, troopers yeah, aren't right. in play They're yet. Our native stormtroopers or whatever. Yeah, yeah um, so they need like rebreathers or whatever to like whatever to yeah. handle heat or something. Um, I wonder if they're all like pale and I don't know, wrinkled <laughs> up, shriveled like Vader. Not they a also... great assignment. Not a great assignment. Uh, this no. of our Vader's castle. I would love it personally, but I don't know. <laughs> I if it would be like, am I allowed in this room? Yeah. So, yeah. So they get the was it the scre- the uh, screaming key is that what it's called screaming key which looks uh here's here's a bit of a here's a bit of a real comic book nerdery it looks a lot a lot like the ultimate nullifier from Fantastic Four but anyway moving on 
it Google does. it. it that, it's the key with the sort of the two. The two, and it has like a four. It has yeah, like yeah. a it has a weird thing. I'm like that. Whoever right. was drawing that was just like, I'm gonna like put a little ultimate nullifier, the thing that kills Galactus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It does look like that. I have to look at that item again. But yeah, that's that's a scene. It, yeah. I've seen that silhouette. That's that sort of shape before. Mm. I was wondering what the pull was. That's my guess, but we that's a good. See. That's a good. That's a good yeah. reference. Um, so they, yeah. they get away and then uh, ultimately they have to go use it. I think this might happen in episode five, but maybe it's episode four. They have to go. And I, I think, is this the like sunken like world of Malachor that we see? It looks a lot like the place where named? the rebels people, it's not named. It's not, it's not named. Yeah. It looks like the place where the rebels find um, uh, uh, Darth Maul in rebels when they're in that mm -hmm. underground Malachor. temple. And they say it's like it could be possible that no one's been here for ten thousand years. It just has yeah. that like gray vibe. It does. It really does. I, I that's what I thought it was. It, it just, but it, again, they don't say it specifically, but it feels like it, right? Like it just has yeah. that same sense of this is a this is a bad place. This is a bad Sith place. Yeah, they're like usually in these dark temples. We try not to wake stuff up, and they're yeah. like, well, we have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the render nights of render, like okay. All right, I and guess then, so. Yeah, and they lose Brazra in that, um, mm -hmm. and and the archivist is with them, and she uses, she climbs into a giant skull, and uses the key and finds what looks like an uh, an hourglass. Yeah, an hourglass yeah. of some kind. Yeah. yeah. What is that? And we don't know. They don't we tell. Don't us know. We will find out probably in Hidden Empire. <laughs> yeah, but I wonder. Was, all right, so guesses about the hourglass. Yeah, I. I mean, it's mm. such a it's such an Afro pole, right? Like it just feels like something out of just yeah. straight out of Afro. When could, the time yeah. runs out, right? And could it not be like something from Return of the King, like the Army of the Dead, like the going to find mm. something that's like the things that were trying to kill them when they were getting the key? Those like those, um, I guess golems, those yeah rock people. You know, like is it not able to use maybe many of those? spirits or those those creatures to attack the emperor i don't know you know i don't know what it means because the the next arc is called hidden empire and i gotta yeah. imagine that's there's dual meaning to those that are, it plays those aren't levelers do you think those are aren't they? levelers there's something else they are something else i think um yeah so i don't know but that's interesting like yeah the screaming key yeah the screaming key it's it's so weird. And Once you get to somewhat this... quiet hourglass, it's got to yeah. be like something that resembles the agony that Vader, like metaphor for, I don't know, agony or something. Because yeah, because those things look like tortured. The things that are mm. like trying to kill them. I don't I don't know if they're connected to the key or whatever that hourglass is, but I just I, I got to assume assume there's some clues or some foundation built here. So would you? Would you like to know what this area is identified to? Yes. Uh, a dark side hellscape. <laughs> that's, that's in Wikipedia. That's, that's right. how it's identified as a dark side hellscape. So accurate. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. I mean, there's like the verdant. We saw that like verdant planet in the Star Wars run that was like all like right side and like whole. What if the hourglass space? leads to Biss and they bring Biss back? Because Biss was like, wasn't Biss the Exegol of Legends? Yeah, that sounds that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so 
Yeah, that's a really. I just I have no idea with this stuff. Because it's like, like a the, time piece, and what can you do? Yeah, with time? So unless it's, it's a key to the like parallel time dimension that we saw I mean, in Rebels, right? I don't Ooh. I don't want to start playing around with that, but like the last time we've done anything with time, it was in Rebels, right? And yeah. and like. I, I don't know, like what, what it has to. I mean, again, it's time. It has to do something with time, whether it stops time or slows time down or something. But it's just, that's such a weird. I think yeah, hourglass weird has, thing. is is a is a uh, a sort of like tropey MacGuffin. Like it, it, it yeah, it, it's a lot of things at once, right? I think it's you've seen it in story. I think it's been in many stories before where it's like, um, you know, like a, they'll flip it and a certain event will have to take place within that time frame. It's right. always a ticking bomb or ticking clock, right? So or like you suggested to grant, like, or it's a summoning of some kind. Or it's a right? summoning like when time of a runs creature out, that lasts for uh, that amount of time. Yeah, something yeah. comes, or it's so yeah. it could be it's, any it's of these device. things. It's a device. It's a common is. narrative it's device. Very MacGuffin-y. I was, I was yeah. literally, I was very surprised to see <laughs> something so literal. Yeah, kind of be there. It was like, under, oh, this is like, oh, okay. a plot device huh. we're uncovering in this episode. Yeah. in this last issue. Yeah, I there's mean, also. I don't know. We, we haven't. I haven't read any of the the new Afra run yet. Um, but I feel like her services are di- desperately needed here to sort of figure this out. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's going to be the archivist's kind of like the the thing that goes up against the archivist. I right. guess is probably going to be Afra. That seems to be would be yeah. where I would think those that competition really is going to take place. Um, but there's another mystery in this issue. Oh, who okay. is who is Bashar? Bashar. Bar-ha. Oh, the imperial oh, sort of yeah. spy. The officer. Always in shadow. They make it very clear not to reveal his face. Well, yeah. I mean, they go from like a shot of him in shadow to Kira being like our informant with the yeah. Empire. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. It's yeah. That's probably a red herring, honestly. He's probably... He seemed, yeah. It could be was Mango. white. I mean, is it a Thrawn he, thing? It wouldn't it's be Thrawn. It's Thrawn. It's because oh. it's Thrawn because he wears white and he never, you never, his hands are always hidden as well. <laughs> Adam's his like, hands are specifically behind his back. Like they are not providing his skin color for very specific reasons. Could like, it be like, a, do you know what I mean? Chiss, but just a different chiss, basically, like Thrawn's replacement. It's Thrawn, because because <laughs> I still think Thrawn. Well, was why in play. would they just call him Thrawn then? Because like. Because I think they want to reveal, and I think I think it's going to be a bigger reveal in the Hidden Empire arc. I think he's going to play a bigger role, and I think I, part of the issue is like we just don't. We I, the other thing is like because this would mess with Rebels, right? Because we just don't know. This is post Thrawn on a whale, space whale, right? Because oh is, right, 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 yeah. Right. This is that I was trying to organize. Yeah, all this. yeah. This is poor post Thrawn. So on a whale. Okay. I don't know if part of it is. Um, Giving him a false name, playing with it, and waiting for story group to say, yes, you can play yeah. the Thrawn card, or it has to be something else. Or if they're waiting for, like, here's real, like, inside Disney baseball. Like, I don't think the, the I don't, I think the, the Hidden Empire is coming out this fall, right? We might yeah. have an Ahsoka trailer. Mm. And so part of me wonders if they want to do the big Thrawn reveal in a trailer as opposed to, a comic. In a random comic book, not random. Yeah, comic, but in a I comic think Thrawn book. is like Thrawn needs to be the big the hook at the end of the trailer, basically. Yeah, right. Like it's I think so. Like yeah, and you get Thrawn, and you're like, oh, okay, we're gonna. I can't wait yeah. to watch. Yeah, but let's say I'm wrong. Let's say it's not Thrawn, or they say no, sorry, you can't use Thrawn. Is <laughs> it's just gonna be just some random 
I mean, because they already like, did else? like in Mando, she's like, "Where is Thrawn?" And like, yeah, the name check was basically a tease to the characters. So now we just need to see the character because there can't be trailer more trailer dialogue that's like, "Where no. is Thrawn?" No, I'm still looking for Thrawn. Have you seen Thrawn? Like, you can't, you can't. Yeah. It has to now just be like. I pinpointed his coordinates. I always you know I mean? forget like, she drops the name Thrawn because the big reveal that is she, the big thing about that episode is Grogu. Like we get Grogu's name, so I always forget Thrawn's named in that episode yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a wild episode. Um, the only other thing I could think of is it's like Mango. You know, she's playing both sides, and she has right. a life as a imperial, you know, information officer. But she's it's like Trinia, yeah. Margo, You're saying yeah, like Trinia, Margo, or Margo, Trinia, yeah. Kira. Yeah. Kira really makes sense. It. Could it? It couldn't be Kira. No. Wait, is they, Bashra, they know Kira looks Bashra, like Bashra? Yeah, and of what we see of Bashra, it's like it just looks like just a just so much shadow you can't even see yeah. who yeah. it could be. Really, could it be Gideon? Hmm. Mm. Well, Bashra, me, it's such a good name that I wouldn't, I wouldn't just you know cut loose that name. Like I think it's a great name. I wouldn't just be like it's Thrawn, but he goes by Bashra. Like I would. It's such a good name. It almost could be a new character, but because be. they're hiding their face, why would you hide it? That's got, the thing. I have yeah. to think that it's someone super important. Yeah. You know, could be Moff Gideon's first name is Bashra. Bashra yeah. Gideon. But I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll uh, we'll find out when um, this uh, comic comes back in a yeah. few months, mm-hmm. or maybe sooner, um, depending on the sort of synergy that happens between the other comics. Um, what do we That's have true, next man. as far as comics go? Uh, well, we do have so the first speaking of Afra, which we were speaking about earlier, the the first half, like the first run of Afra is is uh done, so we can talk about that whenever okay, cool. we would like. Um, and then let me check, let me pull up my little file. All right, my word, I'm, is taking... I'm going to read Afra, I think, tonight. With... Yeah. I think Han Solo and Chewbacca. I yeah. think I have, I have one and two of those. I read one, but I would like to read one and two again just to yeah. catch up on that stuff. And then uh, Bounty Hunters. I picked up my. Did I have a Pride cover for Bounty Hunters or Afra? I think I got. I think I got Pride covers for both, which are nice, gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bounty Hunters. I got to check in on too. I have to read yeah. all them. they're they're filed away and i will read them yeah so we got it's so funny that that crimson rain is done the main series because like the second part of this is gonna take quite a while so in terms of like time frame dr afra 16 through 20 which is the first half of the crimson rain arc is done then the next kind of next thing coming up that we can cover is the high republic the halcyon legacy uh comic miniseries okay. that's in, that ends up in august then the hansel the first series the first of hansel and chewbacca ends up in august and then the obi-wan miniseries wraps up in september so we got a ways before we're even to get close to shadow empire the second half of the stuff so we're gonna be having um, indoor for any of those things <laughs> uh yeah pretty much i think the housing yeah. legacy might wrap up before then uh but we also have a couple books that we got to cover so we got uh, content for sure shadow of the yeah. sith it's gonna be a yeah, big episode yeah, Shadow of the Sith was released today, and we haven't talked about Brotherhood. Brotherhood. And um, Brotherhood will be a nice little um, postscript on Obi-Wan. Um, yeah. As it's about uh, early, or really, yeah, Clone Wars era um, 
uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin. So um, I'm going to dig into that this weekend on my little trip. And then I think we're going to cover that next week, right? I think that's the plan. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that'll be fun to talk about. And it'll give us more reason to keep talking about Obi-Wan, I'm sure. Like you said, we'll, we'll probably use that as the way in and through a lot of it. No, no, it's um, gonna take me a while to digest Obi Wan the, the yeah. series, so um, I, I want to just bask in it for a while. To yeah. to end where we started, I, I was talking to Grant a little bit about this. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to see both of you in the real world uh, yeah, this weekend. That's right. Fun. And and what did we talk about? Star Wars. Star Wars. Yes. Um, but I, I in Marvel. think that in Marvel. That's true. I think that um, Obi Wan is my favorite thing that disney era star wars has done so far um and i don't mean that as like a a you know backhanded compliment at all i really do think it's the favorite i i, I just i really connected it i think it's did the most for me and so it's one of the ones like i've i've happily rewatched mandalorian season one and two but i'm i'm like jonesing to go back and just watch yeah all six episodes in a row mm-hmm. of obi-wan like i just i that's gonna be one that i think i'm gonna revisit a lot yeah same 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 it's fun all right. Yeah. Well, um, we'll leave you to it. Um, feel free to rewatch that series also and talk to us about it um, on a, you know Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we have a Discord channel that's open to all. Um, there's links in our link tree on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and yeah, talk to us. Uh, let's talk about Star Wars. Um, enjoy the summer and the warm weather, hopefully, where you are. And um, we will talk to you next week with uh, Brotherhood, the novel. And I can't wait to do it. So thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you always. (laughs) 